Hi guys, welcome to the podcast, The Trailblazer's Journey. The place to be if you are curious about life and the world in which we live today and are passionate about personal growth and self-development. I'm your host, Simon Majid, well-being and transformational life coach, speaker and mental health advocate. On today's episode, I chat to Anisha Palmer from Anisha Palmer London. Anisha Palmer London is a luxury fashion, jewellery and accessories brand that is inspired by the melting pot of multicultural London, which she describes as a hub for diversity and cultural crossovers with true British culture. Anisha's jewellery is for the bold, confident and badass woman. Her designs have been featured in Vogue Italia, Vogue India, Elle France, Elle India, Jungle Magazine, the v Museum and even a Snoop Dogg music video. Anisha transparently describes the highs and lows that go with having your own brand, including the isolation and what happens when a collection is not successful. Something which we don't hear often, but most designers will face at some point in their journey. The minute I laid eyes on the brand, it was love at first sight and I instantly wanted to know more. So I hope you enjoy the episode and if you could kindly subscribe, rate and review, that would be awesome. Welcome Anisha. Hi. So it we had a chance encounter recently, didn't we? Yeah. And like we got chatting and we realised that our journeys had been quite parallel. Mm -hmm. And then I invited you onto the podcast and then as always went away to do my research and I was absolutely blown away (laughs) by your work and what you've achieved. Um, So after I'm going to let you introduce yourself and tell our listeners what you do. Hi guys, I'm Anisha, Anisha Palmer. Um, I'm a jewellery designer. I've had my own brand for the last five years um, and I make statement jewels for the bold, um, confident and badass woman. Yeah, and they really are. They're really beautiful. I mean, bold, but also really intricate as well. Mm, yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, it's a quite a nice juxtaposition. So what was it about jewellery that captivated you? I kind of stumbled on jewellery making. So as you know, we both went to Loughborough (laughs) University, which we just realised. I did textiles, multimedia textiles. And then I went on to do my master's at London College of Fashion. um, And the course was called MA Fashion Artifact. Um, And the only way I can explain that is it's conceptual fashion accessories. So there wasn't a trajectory that you go down. You could basically use any kind of mediums. And I was always good at putting together really thought through materials. I loved material play. So um, coming out of my MA, I created um, large body sculptures, all inspired by my family's migrant journey. Um, And the sculptures represented the mark they left behind for me. So there were laser cut copper pieces that I got intricately cut in India. And they were these huge wood structures with these copper pieces inset into them that created shadows across the body. Um, And I thought, you know, I'd love to make these statement pieces and from there you know you graduate and you have to get a job but the only only kind of realm really for me was to to get get a job commercially and the transfer of skills was jewelry for me so I ended Mm. up freelancing as a jewelry designer 
um, and then get, getting a job at Gucci, um, designing watches and eyewear. So amazing, yeah. which we're going to speak about actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, so going back to your pieces, you know, because they do have a real drama and a real strong identity. And so can you just talk a little bit more? Because my first thought was sort of Aztec yeah. inspired. So yeah, just talk a little bit more about that. And that you mentioned your heritage mm-hmm. and yeah. So um, my, my background is I'm British Asian, but I'm going further back than that. My grandparents were born in Gujarat in India. Yeah. And then they migrated to East Africa. So my mum was born in Uganda. My dad was born in Kenya, Mombasa. And then they migrated here and I was born here. So I think that migrant journey and the mix of kind of East African with the Indian has always been an inspiration for my jewellery. I always wanted to have a message through my work, which is promoting that multiculturalism and my British Asian heritage. So I think through the the tribal patterns that you mm. see, you know, some people see them as Aztec, Mexican, Egyptian, yeah. but I think there is that world language of yeah, design yeah, and we yeah. all have that. Global. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but kind of the basis of my designs is very much inspired by um, tribal Indian and African jewellery um, and then tribal jewellery from all around the world. It's an eclectic mix. Amazing. But yeah. they're really modern. Exactly. You know, yeah, they're, they're really contemporary. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, it's bringing them into that modern day, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So describe like one of your pieces. Oh, gosh, that's, really, your, that's yeah. really hard. So I'd say... Um, very geometric in terms of the pattern and the shape. Um, the material I use is wood because I just love that organic look to it. I mix that with a very kind of plastic kind of acrylic, but they're very um, carefully sought out after acrylics that you can't really get all the time. Okay. Um, I then, um, I hand sketch all my designs, which I then put into um, CAD on Illustrator and then they're laser cut. So you have laser cut components that all come together that are hand painted and hand assembled in very, um, yeah, like bold pieces yeah quite clean is that a good colors. explanation yeah. yeah yeah they're quite clean sort of colors aren't yeah. They? yeah yeah clean and and bright and fun yeah. as well yeah definitely yeah. with this ethnic flair yeah. yeah and who's who's sort of like your typical consumer like who resonates with your brand the most what do you find is there a theme or I, it's really hard I've, I've tried to you know you know when you start your own business you really you, you try and get like your your ultimate customer down yeah. on paper but for, for my jewelry it's been really difficult it's been you know those um young british asian women that are looking for something to identify with and i think there's that link oh this is like my, my mom's jewels or these are like yeah. the jewels that i wear to like that that wedding but they're not super heavy yeah. they're super modern i can like style them with my english wear and my indian wear yeah. which i love and then and then you've kind of got you know people from all different cultures who kind of assimilate with those tribal patterns and and kind of want to style them in different ways so there's that and then you've got the very older cool fashionable woman who wants to wear that statement necklace or that big earring yeah, I get that. just to dress up so yeah. there's a real mix um which I love actually and it's all about empowering you want to feel empowered when you're wearing this you you know you can take it from going into that boardroom meeting to going out with your mates and feel like you're you're strong and ready to fight anything when you you've got your jewels on that's the way I see it yeah and the brand has got that feel to it I can really really see that and I can also visualize those clients those customers as well yeah that's good in your pieces (laughs) yeah so um 
like you mentioned, your career started at Gucci. So tell us a little bit about that journey. Sure. Um, so as, as a graduate, I mean, I'm sure you understand, coming out of uni, you're kind of like, what do I do? Mm. What do I do next? And I always dreamt of working for a luxury brand. I didn't get that job straight away. I interned and freelanced for mm-hmm. about three or four months after I graduated from my master's and then I saw this opportunity come up um, for a junior designer for watches and eyewear and it was the only um, London design office for Gucci so I was like well that's perfect it's on my doorstep I'm living in London I'm gonna give it a go and I went for the interview and they loved me and they sent me a project and it was a small team of just three of us the head designer of watches and eyewear and the eyewear designer yeah Yeah. and then me so I really had you know a wealth of knowledge around me in a really kind of small office and it was amazing I was I was unfortunately only there for six months however it was it was incredible they closed their London office and changed their creative director so i you know, was really redundant. But in that six months, I learned so much. And I just thought I could do this forever. But it was still hard to find a job after I lost, I lost that job at Gucci after they made my whole team redundant. So um, I started my brand. So what was the interview process to get into? Well, it was, it was about, I think it was, oh God, this is a long time ago. I think it was two interviews. I'd apply online. And then um, I had my first interview where they just, um, got to know me no I had a phone interview and then I had my first interview where they sent me a project yeah and I had to go back away and do this watch design project and then bring it back and present to them yeah I think I was it was shortlisted to two people and out of the two people I got chosen amazing because I'm sure there was a lot of people that yeah went for that. exactly yeah exactly and I'm still in touch with um the two people who I worked with, one one of them doing the eyewear at Swarovski and the other one's um, manning up um, a jewellery brand in New York. So they're both doing so well Amazing. and it's just nice to kind of know what they're up to as well. And what was the, what was it like to work for Gucci? It was, it was tough. I feel like there were, there were a lot of deadlines, you know, yeah. and, and as a junior designer, I think my, my managers, managers wanted to give me as much experience as possible. So when I first got there we were working on um, an update of an existing kind of watch that 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 had been in their collection for ages and then they were going into the smartwatch territory this is when smartwatches just came about and because I'm a bit of a tech geek um I was like I definitely want to work on this so they kind of let me lead and design and kind of um interface and do lots of research on smartware design and meet with like our partners and present so it was it was incredible for a young designer to get that experience and to work on something that was so cutting edge at the time yeah super cool yeah so did you go from concept to delivery pretty much i i think they updated it because the watch hadn't come out before they made the team redundant so i think they must have updated it but i definitely know there was aspects of my designs that were used so that's incredible yeah that's super cool going you know going to hs samuel and and seeing the gucci watches and you're like i know the ones that i've worked on yeah that's pretty cool that's nice yeah yeah yeah. very rewarding yeah definitely and so with your own uh, brand you have done so well you've been featured in vogue india Italia, L, L France and India and even Snoop Dogg's video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that like? How did that come about? And, you know, how does it make you feel? Um, yeah, I mean, amazing. I think 
you know, when you're in it as a designer, you don't realise how much you've done. You don't yeah. you don't tend to reflect. Yeah. So I think this is this has been a really great chance to reflect yeah. on the amount of hard work that's been put into achieving these things. But so when I started my brand after Gucci, I started selling myself at Spitalfields Market and you know, from selling one thing a day, it just built and built and I was doing these markets. And then this opportunity came up with this platform called Not Just The Label. They support up and coming yes. designers. Do you know it? Yes, I do. Yeah, so it was called the Future of Fashion Programme where um, you had to apply and you can get your collection um, shown at a trade show in Paris called Premier Class for three times, up to three times for free. So there was three rounds. Right. So I applied on a whim with this first jewelry collection I made for my brand. Um, and I got through and I was one of the final winners. So I got to show my collection in, at Premier Class in Paris for three times for free. Oh, wow. Um, and you know how expensive these yeah. trade shows are. And it really propelled my business. That's where I got exposure to see all these editors from these magazines um, who were coming ah, to these shows to get new okay. trends um, and make links with them, as well as my social media presence as well, I think helped. Yeah. Um, and the the one story that I always tell is that my first stockist was a V&A museum where they ordered 500 pieces. Wow. And I was sat at home working from my bedroom at my parents' house. And I just said yes, and I was making these pieces from my bedroom. So, you know, I'd definitely say, you know, take up every opportunity that's possible. Yeah, that's amazing. And the Snoop Dogg video came through, you know, social media exposure, the costume designer getting in touch with me. And then just from there, really, it's just from making these contacts, so... Amazing. And how important do you think social media is for a product designers? I love and hate social media at the same time, you know. Like, I have a funny relationship with it. I think um, it's great for getting your kind of product and your message out there. You can create such a succinct kind of feed that tells the story of your brand and the feel of your brand really well. Um, It gives people a chance to get to know the person behind the brand. And, you know, I... In the beginning, it was kind of... I, I made it out as if we were a team, and it wasn't a team. Yeah, it's a lot of people me. do that. <laughs> yeah. It's just me. A lot and of people I feel that they've got, got to, to do that. Exactly. Yeah. I used to put we and, like, yes. reply to emails from Anish Palmer London team, but that's not the case. Yes. I feel like... I feel like there's that expectation to have this massive kind of group of people behind yeah. you. But at the end of the day, I'm marketing it. I'm making it. I'm designing it. I'm I'm cleaning my studio floors. Yes. You know, I'm doing the big things and the small things. I do everything. So I think in the last couple of years, I've said, I'm, I'm going to be the face behind my brand and I'm going to talk about what I do and show the processes a bit more. Yeah. So I think for that reason, it's so powerful to yeah. show the real message behind what you're doing. And has that, ch- did that change things? I think so. Like, I've I've noticed when I go into my insights, some of the posts I've done about me personally are the ones that are up there, Uh, you know? And I think people resonate with a real person who's working hard. They want to see the person behind the brand. And support you. And your journey, yeah. As I was saying, so much of yourself goes into what you make. Yeah. Yeah, they want to see you. Incredible. Yeah. So what, what would you say have been the main challenges? Or... Well, there's been major ups and major downs in this process. I mean, it's been five years now since I started my brand um, in 2015. So I'd say the ups have been incredible, but the downs have been been really down. You know, when a collection doesn't go well, it's disheartening. It's really disheartening. And I've had that where I've paid, you know, thousands of pounds to do a trade show and I've not had the buyer's response that I want to have and it's affected my business massively. Yeah. But I also say you learn from these things, you know, like it's it's not always going to be on point and 
these things teach you lessons as to how you can better yourself. I think the mental health aspect of when you're working by yourself mm. um, and not having conversations with other yeah. people who are self-employed and you feel like it's a very alone journey. Um, I'd say find find that community that that are doing what you're doing that you can have those conversations with them and and talk about your struggles of how it feels about working alone and bounce ideas off each other. I think that's so important. Amazing. Yeah. So how do you deal with you know like when you do put a collection out there yeah. and it doesn't go? How do you actually physically deal with that? Oh, or mentally and emotionally. It's it was tough. I yeah. mean, like it was really tough. This is this is so. I've had my, I've done my competition. I've got I went to the final stage. I had my my free stand, and then um, to do the next kind of the next season, it was I think close to four thousand pounds to do it, and I'd I'd had really good stockists, mm. and I was going to go for it. I was like, right, this is my first chance to really go for it. Put a new collection out there for myself, not having this competition backing no I think it was the second time I did it on my own and it didn't go well and it was and it was just after the Paris attacks okay terrorist attacks right. that what when I did my show so that yeah. had a massive effect on people coming to the show and it was so disheartening because I didn't have the sales that season I couldn't afford to do the next one right and knowing that something that I worked so hard on didn't get received well it's it affects your confidence massively yeah. but I think it's going back to the drawing board and go and re reevaluating what makes people love your brand and what what makes it true and real. Right. I think I was trying to do something so modern that wasn't in line with what I had already put out because I was trying to be like what was selling at the time instead of my authentic yeah. self. And and now I know that, but oh, at the that's time, amazing it was, advice. Yeah, yeah, it was so disheartening. So say true, say true to your creative energy. I'd say. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I absolutely love yeah. that. Yeah. And, and so what have been, like, the biggest highlights? Oh, <laughs> oh, they've been so many. I yeah. definitely say winning the Future of Fashion competition, mm-hmm. um, getting that opportunity to work at Gucci. Um, I'd say finding myself through design. I think definitely it's it's my go-to. When I'm feeling down, I want to design. When I'm um, wanting to explore new things, I go to my design. Um exploring my culture and my heritage through design, you know, exploring my family's migrant journey, being so proud. I definitely feel this weight of the legacy, Mm. you know, they've left for me and I want to take it to the next level. So yeah, Yeah. so exploring that through design. um, I think moving, moving from London to Derby, you know, and trying to find my feet here, getting my own studio, being able to afford my own studio space in Derby. That was a massive highlight. Wow. and and yeah i think i think yeah i'm sure there's been more getting in vogue <laughs> rogue india out india having those features um being part of london fashion week seeing my pieces That's you know amazing. these crowds yeah. going down the runway um yeah just so a lot, many so many proud moments yeah so you know if someone um wants to start a brand mm. um and i think i guess what the initial there's a lot because I, I was actually having a conversation yesterday with someone who really wants to do something creative. But what their biggest fear is, how do you make money out of being creative? You know, and so what would your advice be? I'd say um, being having a creative business, there's two sides of it. There's the full-blown-out creative side of it and there's making your full-blown-out creative side commercial. Yes. 
And for me, balancing the both hasn't always been easy. Yes. And as I was saying, like, you know, I want to focus more on my artistic practice. Yeah. But the outlet for what I do in my jewellery is always going to still be there. I feel like yeah. what I do with my brand is a very commercial side of what I really want to put out. So I think it's it's nice to, ha- to have those things that you know that are products that sell well and I still maybe like a tiny part of your creativity, but at the same time still work on things that make you flourish and make you happy. Because that's gonna, people are gonna see the big creative things you're doing and buy into that tiny, the, small yeah, product. Yeah, they want a part it's of a it. It's a part of it. Yeah. So from my experience, I could say that that's what works. They see my beautiful crowns and they see, you know, the, the hand chains and the big statement necklaces, but they might only buy a small pair of studs, yeah. but it's still that same energy going yeah. through to that small product so amazing yeah amazing um so what would you what advice would you give to someone starting in the industry apart from apart from that um <laughs> design's hard <laughs> oh no you're not supposed to say that <laughs> i'd say it's it's a re- it is a tough industry you know it's a re- it yeah. is a tough industry and i'd say be true to yourself know that you know, whatever struggles there are, you'll be able to overcome them. And yeah, work hard and just be strong in who you are. Work hard. <laughs> work hard. hard. Yeah. 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 And I think what I really love what you said earlier is stay true to who you are. Yeah. Um, so, because it's when you start doing things for the money or, you know, recognition or whatever. It doesn't that work. It doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's in any line yeah. of work. I yeah, think that's yeah, in yeah. a lot of lines of work. I agree. You know, when you start going off path and off your own mm. sort of course. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So what's next for uh, Nisha Palmer then? So um like I mentioned earlier, I wanna build on my artistic practice. So yeah. um I'm hoping to work on um some projects where I create some body sculptures Amazing. um all to to do around um the British Rajan Empire and how it links to the Ooh. British Asian diaspora today. So really, you know, searching in and going going in going inwards to create some magic i hope um i'm doing a residency at derby university so it's allowing me to have the space to kind of really build on this work lovely um so yeah really excited about what's going to come out from that hopefully should have an exhibition in july um where will that be at derby university itself so i'll definitely let you know yeah um and making new jewelry collections for the first time i'm going to put it out there because i have to do it i'm going to be modeling my own pieces (gasps) So I'm really, I'm really scared. I'm really scared about it. I'm not going to lie. It's such a confidence thing for me. But I think it's, I put, like I said, I put so much of myself into it. Into it. Why not give it a go? I think yeah, so. Yeah, so I'm really excited about that. Um, and yeah, like shows throughout the year um, to keep, yeah, so keep up, up to date with me. Amazing. Yeah. And so how can people find out more about you? Um, so I have a website. It's www.anishaparma.com. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Anisha Palmer London, Facebook, Anisha Palmer London. Um, so yeah, that's it. Awesome. Well, it's just been so, so lovely. And I think, you know, for anyone that wants to, you know, embark on this journey, um, you know, with creating their own products, I think it's going to be really valuable advice. So, so thank you so much, no, Anisha. thank you for having me. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to see your forthcoming collections because you. you know how much I love your work and it's it makes your soul come alive. Looking oh, at your work, so much. literally you. something awoke inside. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. 
thing. Like, and that's what creativity is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. It should yeah. make you feel something. Yeah. yeah, and it really did. So yeah. I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That was the lovely Anisha Palmer. If you enjoyed the episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. And to keep up to date with all of our latest news, follow our page, The Trailblazers Journey on Instagram. Until next time, guys.